Did you hear it? Was it a fart? That was a fart. Oh no, I heard it. It yeah. sounded like they're hot ones. It's <laughs> Damn! It sounded like when you skid your bike when you like break <laughs> the tires, but like it wasn't a good one. It was just like a. That's exactly what it is. I'd like to clarify that I'm not the one farting over here. That was my dog. Your fucking shit skunk for a dog. Yeah, we had leftover beans from dinner, and I just scooped them all into a spoon, and I had the dog sit there, and like I would let Carl lick some, and then I let Hank lick some, and then I let Carl lick some, and then I let Hank lick some, until they were like, that's too many beans, Mom, and I was like, you're right, it was a whole fucking pot. <laughs> and now my dog is farting like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Is it, what's it going to smell like? Oh, it's sharp. Yeah? It's sharp. <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad. Oh, no. Well, I don't smell it yet, so we're okay. But I'm sure, like, halfway through your story, I'm just going to be, like, gagging and throwing up in the corner. Yeah, you could be. <laughs> Speaking of gagging and throwing up, that's part of my goddamn. Oh, really? What is it? Stacy. Aaron, you already <laughs> know it. Last night. Oh, I do know it. I was sleeping soundly in my wonderful bed, enjoying my life. And I woke up, and I was like, mm, I think I have to go to the bathroom. No. But, like, but, like the bad, sweaty, bubblegut poos. Like, I got to get this demon seed out of me. And then... I was doing my deed, and then all of a sudden I was like, yep, I'm going to puke. And then I vomited all over the bathroom floor. No! (laughs) All over the floor? Not even in a bucket, not even in a trash can. I had enough time to pull. There was a towel on the floor because I always pull wet towels on the floor anymore. That was a Joel reference. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I don't have time to pull wet towels on the floor. She'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, that's the song. <laughs> yep, anyway. Yep, yep. Because she never pulls wet towels on the floor anymore. But anyway. She puts them on the floor. Oh. You're Just probably so you know. right. I feel like you pull them like, get this, Sophie. No, she never puts them on the floor because he was always so mad that she puts wet towels on the floor. Yeah. I just said pull instead of put. Yeah. No, it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> Well, I pull them onto the floor. <laughs> Unlike Jewel. That's fair. So I had enough time with my like toe, big toe to like snag a towel and slide it in front of me, in front of the toilet, and oh. then I just vomited all over the towel. Like oh. a lot. No. It was everywhere. It splashed everywhere. It was all over my like pajama. Oh my God. Are you wearing them? I am. <laughs> That's nasty. You nasty. Oh my God. I'm not even kidding. These were scrunched up in the, cause I was wearing real clothes before I came over here. Yeah. And these were scrunched up in the corner in the bathroom. And I was like, that's weird. Usually I like drape them over the hamper to be like, I will wear these again. Yeah. But these no. were like discarded in the corner. And I was like, that's weird. And I just slipped them on. And then oh. right now, as I'm telling you the story, I realized that I have puke on my pants. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> that's more of your goddamn. <laughs> In fucking real time. Okay, so maybe you might get the plague from me. Oh, no. You thought it was food poisoning, though, right? Yeah, I definitely think it's food poisoning because every time I think about the fucking Thai spicy noodle dish I got for lunch, I want to throw up. Oh, I ate so much of it. That's unfortunate. I would also like to state that I haven't touched anything of yours and I just sanitized my hands again. I saw it. It's going to be an interesting (laughs) sesh. Oh, man. You guys, I have a giant bottle of hand sanitizer next to me. Yeah, she's really concerned about getting sick. Uh, but also, 
Jesus, that is a huge bottle. It's 34 flowing ounces. It's fluid, huh? I was going to say. <laughs> flowing. <yeah>. They <laughs> flow. <laughs> My husband has pneumonia. And so if Stacy gets Christ. sick, it's real bad news. Yeah, yeah, from a pops. Yeah. We're, so we're taking extra precaution. Yeah, we both have face masks on too. So <laughs> so if you can't hear us that well, that's what's going on. <laughs> but really, it's for the greater good of all concerned. It is. And we're still here. And we're making this happen. Yeah. Even though it's literally Friday and this will be aired on Sunday, usually we give ourselves a two-week buffer, but we have blown through that two-week buffer with all the shit that's gone down. Yes, we have. And then I woke up this morning... And I was vomiting everywhere, and I was like, I better fucking chug some water and get my shit together, because we have to record tonight. Yeah, there's no there's no way around it. Nope, nope, <laughs> Because I nope. need at least a day to edit. <laughs> yeah, your day tomorrow's going to suck. Yeah, it is. That's future Aaron's problem. But maybe it's just all, it'll be so good you won't have to edit anything. Maybe. <laughs> that's a good History one. says that's not the case. No, it never is. Okay, Aaron, give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamn is that, uh... I was getting out of my car this morning, and I my phone slipped out of my pocket. On your hill? No. Okay. Um, into my, like, parking lot at work. Hold. I smell his fart. Do you? It's bad. <laughs> it, it must have took a second to get through the mask, but I feel like it's just trapped in there now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just breathing it straight in. Like a fresh Hank fart hit. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, they're bad. Should I kick him out? Nah, it's fine. He's calm. Yeah. He's, he's... He looks so warm. He's a cuddle bug. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So yeah. you are at work, you said? Yeah, I was I was at work getting into the parking lot. I got out of my car and my phone slipped out of my pocket and shattered. No! Yeah. <gasps> yeah. We don't have the kind of money for this. No. And so... <laughs> Those things are so expensive. Exactly. And so I was like, well, fuck. And I looked and I found a... Like, they come to you, Repair? Like, Ooh, like safe light repair, yeah. but for your phone. Yeah, but for your phone. It's safe light repair, safe light replace. For your phone. iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, My I like your blast. version. Uh, While you're playing soccer with the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was more like, I'm at work. Can you come here? And the guy was like, totes. Oh my God, this is how you get murdered. Well, listen, I waited. I scheduled it until the guy that I work with would be there so that okay. I wasn't alone. You I planned your stuff death. out. Yeah. Yeah. Good plan. Mm-hmm. I thought so, too. And I told Brandon it was happening and everything so that in case I died, like, he knew where to go to avenge me. Mm-hmm. And I think I told someone else at work, too. Like, hey, just, just to be I mean, cautious. Yeah. And I say it very, like, nonchalantly. Like, hey, by the way, in case I get murdered. <laughs> yeah. You need to know. I just, called this random dude. Yeah. Here's his number. And he claims to be able to fix my shattered phone for free. Yeah, right? <laughs> Please avenge me. And, uh, you know, 70 bucks later, I got new glass. But I got it within like an hour, so it was pretty legit. Damn, that's a cool service. 70 yeah. bucks is a lot of money, but it's way less money than the actual cost of the phone. Exactly. I was like, are expensive. I don't need a like new phone, although yeah. my phone is pretty old. But yeah. I was like, I don't want that and whatever. Like, yep. I'll just do this. Oh, of course, wow. But like, I was waiting uh-huh. for him to get there. I was using my phone and little pieces of glass were coming off in my fingers oh while my I was texting. God. And I was like, I'm going to get blood all over this. And for some reason, I was like embarrassed. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's going to show up and my screen is going to be cracked. <laughs> That's the point. That's why he comes. Yeah. You're like, my DNA will be everywhere. Exactly. Oh, man. And then someone called me and I had to answer my phone and I walked out into the warehouse and I dropped it again. <gasps> After they repaired no, it? No, oh, it was before. Oh, my God. But is it, it in a case? no <laughs> yeah that's why it shattered like 
double. Oh my God. Can you imagine if that happened after you fixed it? I was literally thinking that. So then I ordered a case and now I have a case coming, but it won't be here till Sunday. So now I have to keep it alive. I've kept it alive for quite a while. Just I don't like to do out. anything. Yeah. Well, like pick it up. <laughs> I mean, like don't leave the house. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I don't have any plans to leave the house though. I have to edit. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not okay. Going You're welcome for that then. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> fine. So as long as I stay over carpet. <laughs> God damn, that sucks. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that was my that was my morning. But cool to know that that's a service. Yeah, I just googled it, and one of the guys that I work with was like, "Go to whatever was that place? PCS or MC?" Yeah, I was gonna say ABC. It's three letters for sure. Yeah, yeah. GNC. It's purple. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, Metro PCS. That's what it there is. There you go. And I was like. I don't know about that. Like, for some reason, I don't trust them because they've just popped up in, like, every liquor store. <laughs> or, like, where that old tattoo shop used to be down exactly. the street. Exactly. So, I'm like, those are shady. They have to be shady. They're yeah. probably totally normal. But uh, to me, I'm like, no, nothing, nothing. It uh, feels like a cricket there. wireless or, like, yes. uh, not to, like, I'm not shaming or throwing shade, but that. But you've never heard of cricket anymore, right? I think it's still a thing. I don't think it's a thing. No? Is it a thing? I, I don't know. know. I think it's, like, a prepay. Oh, Watch, it it's like be. totally normal, and we could be getting a way better fucking deal if we just didn't have this brand, yeah, thing in our head. Here's <laughs> the thing, though. I just recently switched to T-Mobile. I'm calling you out, T-Mobile. Ooh, I recently switched to T-Mobile, and it's fucking awful. Ooh, it's the worst. I got so many drop calls. Oh, that's today. Sucks. Today, even like Damn. every day since we've switched, I've yeah. had drop calls, and today it was fucking bad. And I'm like. I'm so over No, it. thank you. Yeah, we yeah. went from Verizon to AT&T, and I was nervous because Verizon works everywhere. Was that a fart? That was a fart. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that was you, like, making a sound with your mouth. No. Oh my God, that one was a zipper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's by you. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are they so loud? Because <laughs> he can't handle it. He can't oh, control yeah. it. This is how sharts are born. Holy shit. I'm glad it's not on my bed. <laughs> Hope it wasn't on my code. <laughs> oh, whoever sleeps in this guest bed next is going to oh, surprise. You have to wash the sheets. <laughs> That's fucking rude. <laughs> I know you, though. You won't. No, I totally will. I actually have to because my dad slept in it and I haven't washed it since then. Yeah, but you would just probably just make it. Like straight again? I can't. No? You I would feel wash like you it? Could- yeah, I washed it every time. I feel like you can smell other people on it. Yeah, that's true. So I, I can't. And also, like, I've come in here to nap before, and I don't want to smell like my dad. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, if you use it, for yeah. sure. Like, but, like, when you out. stay the night at my house in the in the yeah. guest bedroom, I never would wash them again. Oh. You would stay, like, every other weekend. I'm not trying to do laundry that often. That's true. I don't even do my sheets that often. And it was just you sleeping in it. That's true. But I would curl up in there and eat some hot Cheetos or something and watch TV because it was, like, the one room in the house where I could escape. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never find me here. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it bad? It's so bad. I keep thinking it's my breath because this <laughs> mask, but it, there's no If that's my breath, I need a tooth to get out of there. <laughs> It's a rotten tooth one. decay. <laughs> yeah, my God. Yeah, Whoa. he's fucking rank, dude. Jesus, this is going to be an interesting night. <laughs> Whew. All right. Okay, so is it your turn to go first? I honestly don't remember. I think it is. Okay, you ready for this? I haven't heard about murder in so long. I know. I'm ready. I had to start listening to other podcasts again. I did too. <laughs> to get my like murder fix back up. I know, I did too. Mine is the story of Mike Mansholt. Okay. He was a 17-year-old kid. He was from Oldenburg, Germany. 
and he was going to go on his first vacation without his parents to Malta. Okay. Yeah. How he old was he? 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. Damn. He was going with his... Yeah, no kidding. I don't think I went on vacations without my parents for a while. Like, well, until I was an adult. <laughs> and not far, right? Yeah. I don't know how far away Malta is from Germany. And by that, I mean Malta is... <laughs> Let me give you the exact coordinates. <laughs> It's off the southern tip of Italy in the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's a big fucking trip to take oh, yeah. on your own. Well, it's a different country. Fuck, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So, he went with his girlfriend, but after a week, she went home and he extended his stay because he was like, I want to explore some more, right? Okay, weird. I agree, but... Go together, leave together. Those are the rules. Yeah. Also, if I was the girlfriend, I think I'd be like, What? Don't make me fly back alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Are you yeah. sick? Can you not fly? That's weird. Yeah. So he was staying at the Astra Hotel. And on July 18th of 2016, cameras saw him in the lobby of the hotel wearing a blue t-shirt with his backpack and his phone in his hand. At 9.55 a.m., he locks the door to his hotel and he walks down to the harbor where mm-hmm. he rents a bike to go explore the island. Okay. Early riser. Yeah. He sends a WhatsApp <laughs> voice message at 10, 11 a.m. that says, Okay, I'm renting a bike and driving through Malta today. However, the roads are so steep. I'll send you a photo shortly. You can only walk them up in some parts. With the bike, it's not possible, but it does not matter. It's a sporting challenge, and I like that. Ugh, that does not sound like a vacation to me. No, it sounds awful. <laughs> but the kid was, like, all into the outdoors and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a good time for him. Uh-huh. On July 22nd, he was due back, and his mom, I believe, was going to pick him up in the Bremen airport, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't there, and so she's like, da fuck, right? So she was calling him a bunch, but his phone was dead, and she couldn't get a hold of him. Oh, shit, that's got to be terrifying. Yeah, and she calls the dad. The dad can't get a hold of him, whatever, like the hotel, everybody, nobody knows. So she calls the police to report him missing, and it turns out he was already listed as missing. In Malta? Yeah. What? Yeah, because he didn't return the bike. Oh. Yeah. So four days she just thought her son's phone was dead. Or maybe they weren't well, in touch that whole time? I don't think they were in touch that whole time. Talk about fucking planning. Like, meet me at the airport on this day four days from now. Well. It's like what we used to do in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you didn't meet someone there, they died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now it's like you call five minutes before to be like, we're still meeting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're on our way. Good. We are too. Oh, we're stuck in traffic. Yeah. I had to get gas. Real-time updates, peeps. Yeah. But this was the 18th he borrowed, he rented the bike, and then the 22nd was he was supposed to be back home. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming he wasn't talking to his mom that whole time. Yeah. Like, he's on vacation, right? Yeah. He's a 17-year-old boy. He doesn't call his mom every night. My kid will call my ass <laughs> i'm sure you say that now <laughs> so his dad burned mansold he goes to malta because he was like nope i'm gonna go there i'm gonna find my son i like this man yeah he questions as many people as he can and he's not getting anywhere with it he was getting even some false leads where people were like oh i saw him at this bar one guy said he saw him at the tiger bar oh hey yeah which was a known drug trafficking hangout oh jesus but there were no other witnesses that could corroborate that yeah and mike's dad befriends this guy and they like drive around the island together and they're giving out flyers and stuff but nothing ever comes of it 
Interesting. That has to be so hard. Like your son's not from there. There's no one that you could start with. Like exactly. Like he doesn't know anyone. Yeah. You have the bike rental people. Like great. Yeah. So an anonymous tip comes in that a body was found. <gasps> it's along these super steep cliffs. It's like the highest point in Malta on July 26th. Okay. And Mike's dad goes to the scene when they're going to like find the body and everything. He's up on the cliff and they're down a little bit like collecting the body. He says he saw it coming up like on a stretcher. Mm-hmm. He couldn't be sure that it was Mike. Because he, the body had been in the sun for a few days oh. and was kind of decomposed. Yeah. Mike's brother was also with the dad. And the brother was like, I think it's Mike. And the dad was like, I can't be sure of that. Like, I don't know about that. Okay. He was told by the people on the scene that the back of the dead man is broken twice. It was a quick death. Oh, like he fell or something? Maybe. Oh, God. So... DNA later concludes that it was Mike, and oh. the cause of death was unascertained. Ooh, big word. I know. That's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think of that one on your own? No, I did not. I would not use that in a sentence. <laughs> so here's what we know about the surrounding area where his body was found. Okay. The bike was above him on the cliffs. There's no road to where this is. Okay. There's a road up top. There's like a path down below, but there's no pathway or whatever to get to where he was. Okay, so it's like you're literally climbing or hiking. Yeah. And un there's not even a trail. Yeah. The bike was above him on the cliffs with a twisted seat and a flat rear tire, but there was no other damage. Huh. Mike didn't have shoes on. They were a bit below him on the cliff with his sunglasses. Interesting. Yeah. His backpack and all of his valuables were gone. And there was fresh hay beside the body. What? Yeah. So on okay. August 8th, 2016, which is a while later, I mean, it's the next month, mm -hmm. the dad is visiting the morgue and an employee tells him that there are no fractures or injuries or even major wounds on Mike's body, which goes against oh. what he was told at the scene yeah. that it had two broken vertebrae. Yeah. So... If the cause of death was presumably that he fell down the cliffs, he would have at least had broken ribs or like a something. punctured lung or something. Yeah. If it was bad enough that Bruising. he yeah. died from it. Yeah. Literally anything. But there was no, no major injuries, no fractures, no broken bones. Interesting. Also, where his body was wasn't visible from on top of the cliffs. If he had crashed there, like if he was biking up on top of the cliffs and then had fallen and gotten down Fall, there he yeah. wouldn't have landed where he was so he was put there seems to be that way could he have fallen in an animal like drug him off or something i don't know that malta has big animals it's an island i don't know either yeah like bobcats maybe who knows you know they came in on ships people are animals that is true <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of seems like there's sketchy police work and authority things going on here because he was told that the bones were broken he was told the bones weren't broken yeah they're like oh he fell it's fine not it's fine but like he fell don't look into it any further yeah but, it's not a case there's no criminal activity yeah but the dad is like no like it's not possible yeah so burn calls the officer in charge and he questions her about all of the investigation yeah and i guess she's super evasive and oh weird yeah doesn't answer his questions and he got the feeling that she was trying to get rid of him Oh, no. 
So Byrne decides to take it upon himself to question the farmer whose land it was on because of like the fresh hay that was found by it. Oh, okay. So there's a farmer involved. I was like, where the fuck did the hay come from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scarecrow did it. <laughs> Mystery and then solved. he lost his leg. <laughs> but no useful answers came of that. Okay. So Byrne questioned the police as to the whereabouts of Mike's GoPro that he usually always had on him when he was doing stuff like this. So biking, he would have been videotaping himself. Oh, yeah. Maybe he had video of the incident. Yeah. Whatever happened. The police officer in charge said that Mike's GoPro was found on his belt and that they would, like, look into it or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. The police produced a Canon camera that was older than Mike's and clearly not a GoPro. Oh, fuck that. With a destroyed chip, so you, can't you couldn't get, any. get anything off of it anyway, but also the dad was like, that's not his camera. What the fuck, right? Oh, shit. Mike's GoPro was never located. And if you were biking, you wouldn't have it on your belt. It'd be yeah. like mounted on the car or something, or on the, on the bike. The car. Yeah. yeah, or your helmet or what, yeah. however you do it. Yeah, your like belt your is chest. a weird place. Yeah, yeah, this is the point of view from my crotch. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. That's super weird. Especially if it's supposed to be like while he was biking the incident occurred. Exactly. You wouldn't have it on your belt. No. Yeah. So then August 17th, 2016, Mike's body was brought to Germany. Mm -hmm. And August 20th, 2016, which would have been Mike's 18th birthday, they were going to have an open casket funeral. Uh Uh-huh. The funeral director opens the casket and notices that there's a smell of decay. Oh, Lord. And no preservation was done to the body whatsoever. (gasps) There was no smell of, like, chemicals that they had even tried to do any kind of preservation. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. Yeah. So the funeral director calls the police, and they notice something odd the body is missing nearly all of its organs what mike wasn't an organ donor which wouldn't have necessarily mattered because his body was found dead yeah you can't donate those yeah it was dead days before it was found so burned calls the maltese police and asks for the rest of his son's organs because like they had done an autopsy right okay yeah maybe they had pulled his organs out or something yeah And he asked for those and was told by the forensic doctor that, quote, the organs were already missing before the autopsy. They were eaten by rodents and the brain dissolved in the sun. What? What? That doesn't even make sense. No. Was the brain cracked wide open? No. There were no fractures on this kid. There were no broken bones. There was no... Oh my god. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? So there were no bite marks to the body found during the second autopsy by German doctors because this at this point they're like okay something fishy is going on yeah something's fucking up let's see like could there be rodents no yeah and there's no bite marks and according to them some of the brain would have still been there if it dissolved in the sun like that's not it wouldn't have all just been gone in your skull (laughs) yeah and it had been like what six days after they found him they found him four days after he died oh yeah there's no way it would just fucking it doesn't was he a vampire (laughs) <laughs> Turn into dust in the yeah, sun. Exactly. It, from the inside out. Yeah, that's not how the shit works. So now the German police suspect that there may have been something fucky going on. <laughs> Fuck, some fuckery. <laughs> yeah, yeah some, no joke. There's some fuckery afoot. <laughs> yeah. See here. And they order a new autopsy. But since the body wasn't preserved, the cause of death couldn't be determined. Oh, that's so sad. This poor but, family. Yeah. But it was definitely not caused from a... 30 meter or 98 foot fall uh-huh. 
98 feet. That's crazy. That's fucking high. Yeah, because you would have broken something. You would have broken something. And his back wasn't broken. No. Huh. They can't rule out third-party involvement. Yeah. His hyoid bone was missing, which would have helped to tell if he was strangled or not. I guess it's a bone in your neck. neck, yeah. Yeah. But it was missing. Weird. Yes. How does a fucking body part go missing? How are all the organs missing? Yeah. They're covering shit up. Yeah. His death could have been caused by dehydration or heat stroke, but you can't be certain because there's no organs. Yeah, there's no way to tell. Some theories are that he could have biked to the bottom of the cliffs and then decided to climb up because he was kind of like that kind of guy, like, yeah, oh, really athletic and physical and whatever. But so. you would take your shoes and your sunglasses. Well, they were only found a little ways down from him, but why would you take your shoes off? Yeah. Like, that's not a thing. Maybe no. it is if you're really hot. I don't know. And how'd your bike get above you? How did your bike get above you? Like, are you carrying it that whole way and then throwing it up? Like, oh, I'm going to die. Better throw my bike in a fit of rage. <laughs> like, that's what I would do. What? <laughs> but I'd throw it down. Yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't make sense at all. So if he were to have climbed up, that's when he would have died of heat stroke or dehydration. Actually, I looked up. It was 81 degrees that day because they kept being like, it was so hot. No one would do that in this heat. No one could survive that in this heat. And I was like, how hot was it? 81 degrees. Oh, that's not, I mean, that's hot. I wouldn't do that, but. It's hot. And you're not going to die. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't go outside. However. No. It's not like, I don't know. You can still, like, people go on hikes here Yeah, you could time. sit in the shade and it'd be like a cool 70. <laughs> yeah. 75. So another theory is organ trafficking uh-huh yeah but removing the organs professionally in that heat would have been hard but also i don't think you would have removed the organs on that like on a cliff face basically. no like he, he maybe he was abducted and then they did it somewhere and then tossed the body and the bike yeah but you would still break your bones if you tossed your body down just yeah. because you're not alive doesn't mean you don't break bones. Maybe they didn't literally toss it. Maybe they placed it to look tossed. That's true. But why would the brain be missing? You don't harvest brains. I don't fucking know. And no other cases of organ trafficking have been documented. So maybe it was like a cover up by Malta because they were like, we don't want this getting out that a tourist got killed. Yeah. So we need to take away all evidence that this happened, that it's something fishy so that we don't lose tourism. That would be like a big leap though. That, I mean, I could see not wanting to lose tourism because of it, but I also think that it would be better to solve it. Either better <laughs> to solve it or like, I feel like I would be less likely to go to a place if I was like, hey, their authorities are being real fucking weird. Yeah, that's like, really weird. <laughs> if there was a murder in a place that I wanted to visit, I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. But if there was like a, a death and then a cover up by police, I'd be like, whoa. That's worse. <laughs> That's way worse. So on September 4th, 2016, they spread Mike's ashes in the sea. And that's it. The dad, the mom, everybody, oh, they still don't know what happened to him. They haven't given up. I guess the dad is like on this. I mean, he was on like a rampage for a while. He's kind of not accepted that he won't find out now, but like. Not as hot on the trail. Yeah, not as hot on the trail. He's not getting any leads for it or anything. I wonder what the girlfriend says. Like, she left early. I wonder if that was normal, first of all. Or was he being weird? Or was there anybody around that they had met that came around twice? You know? Yeah. Anything like that? Or like, the rental bike guy? I don't know. And then that, that GoPro has to exist somewhere. And the backpack? Yeah. Maybe it was, like, a robbery gone terribly wrong. And they, like, shoved him down the cliff. But side. I feel like you wouldn't then 
go through the trouble of putting the bike higher than him. Well, I feel like, what if you tried to rob this guy? Like, he's up on top of the cliff. You tried to rob this guy. You push him. What if he's, like, holding on to stuff on the cliff? And so he's not falling, but he's sliding. Yeah. Maybe they pushed him once, and that's what wrecked the bike a little bit. And he, like, got back up, and then they pushed him again. Or they strangled him and then took out all of his organs. Yeah. Without opening him up. I don't know if they took out his organs. I think that... <laughs> you think the Maltese police were... Yeah, I don't know why. lost him. I don't know why. Maybe there was something there. I'll bet they didn't do their job well or right, and then we're covering that. Yeah. Like, they took out the organs or whatever, and then we're like, oops, forgot to ship him. And then they're like, <laughs> nope, we don't also have Also forgot to embalm him. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Also, we didn't do that other thing, which I guess is a law that you have to do. Yeah, it seems like a good law to have. <laughs> Can you imagine those people flying on that plane back, you know, like loading the cargo? They're like, what's that smell? What's that smell? Oh, God, that'd be awful. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. So this is one that's unsolved. <laughs> yeah, that's an unsolved one. Well, this is going to be like fucking my brain over for the next couple days. Yeah, it was for me. I was like, why? Why, was, or, why was his brain out? Even in an autopsy, like, they don't scoop your brain out. No. If they do, they put it back, right? <laughs> yeah. Why was his hyoid bone missing? Well, I wonder what was in his backpack. His girlfriend could help answer some of that, right? Yeah. Like, would there have been any valuables in there that somebody would rob him for? Was well, it being a dick? the valuables that were mentioned were his GoPro and his phone, neither of which were found, but... Technically. Yeah. Even though they said they found the GoPro. Yeah, but... Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Well, goddamn. That's good. <laughs> By the way, uh -huh. since we're saying goddamn, uh -huh. I want to give a little shout out. Ooh, to who? To fucking Thick Jizzy <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, who has quite possibly the most amazing uh. Twitter handle that I have ever read in oh my, my whole life. But he said we got to say goddamn more. So goddamn, well, Thick Jizzy. That's for you. By the way, is thick like a desired adjective when you're describing your jizz? <laughs> Maybe for men. To make them feel, like, powerful. But, like, for the person that has to... Receive it? Receive the jizz. I don't feel like that's what is desirable You don't want all. it thick? <laughs> no. Do you want it thin and runny? No, no. <laughs> you no. want it chunky? Oh. What are the appropriate adjectives? <laughs> I think you nailed it with thick. Thick jizzy. <laughs> I feel like it's a very virile man right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Really, I just wanted to say his name. Yeah, Thick Jizzy. That's pretty gross. He also, has a real name. <laughs> it's kind of fun to say. Thick Jizzy. Thick Jizzy. It's like his, like, jazz street term name. Yeah. Term name yeah. thing. Like Slick Jazzy. Yeah, but it's Thick Jizzy. <laughs> Is it Slick Jazzy Jeff? <laughs> oh, gross. For the Fresh Prince? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he was going for. Oh, my God. Anyway... So goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, that was definitely a that was definitely a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Tell me your story, Stacy. Here it comes, Aaron. So this is a story that is well known, but I really wanted to do it. Okay. And I have a really good reason as to why I wanted to do it. Oh, I would love to hear the reason. Well, you'll hear it later. Oh, so let's okay. get started. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So I'm gonna tell the case of the Menendez brothers. Ah, uh, it's not ringing any bells. Oh my god, me. this is even more exciting if you don't know it. I mean, I might know it. You might. I just don't know the names yet. Okay, so the, it's kind of a famous little duo. Oh. Okay. Oh, 
Go on. I will. So Joseph Lyle Menendez and Eric Menendez, by the way, everyone just called him Lyle. Lyle Menendez and Eric Menendez. Uh Uh-huh. They are brothers who grew up in Beverly Hills, California with their wealthy parents, Jose and Kitty Menendez. Okay. Their father, Jose, was born in Havana, Cuba. Okay. And he moved to the U.S. where he eventually met and married Kitty, their mom. All right. I'm sure her name was like Catherine or some shit, but everything said Kitty, so. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, so. what year was it? It was totally a thing in the 70s. That 70s show's mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they got married in the 70s or some shit. So, the two of them start a family with the birth of Lyle, the oldest brother, and then Eric. And Jose's career eventually starts to take off as a corporate executive in Hollywood. Whoa. So, as a result, the kids lived a pretty fucking privileged-ass life with, like, fancy vacations and private schools And Eric and Lyle were, like, talented tennis players. And by that, I mean they probably could play. And their mom and dad paid for lessons for them. They they went to a tennis club, is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. And I'm sure they had their own goddamn tennis court. (laughs) These people, these kids were fucking spoiled. All right. But supposedly, Jose was, like, a hard-to-please father. And he was always pressuring the boys to do better and publicly, like, humiliating them. Oh, it's fucked up. And I imagine that means, like, while they're playing tennis, he's like, no, fucking swing the racket better. I don't know what you would yell to encourage <laughs> somebody in tennis because I don't play that shit. Uh, I could tell you. My dad would yell at me all the time anytime I tried to play tennis. It was mostly, bend your knees. Get closer <laughs> to the net. Aaron, bend your knees. Bend your knees. And I was like, I don't fucking want to play anymore. <laughs> Even stupid. It's like the worst thing for you to bend your knees to because you have that weird knee locking thing. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need tennis sport. in my life. Oh my god! Can you imagine? I would not be your friend if you played tennis. Brandon plays tennis. He was in the tennis club in high school. Did you know that? Well, I like Brandon. Not to say I don't like you, but like his personality too is like chill. So I wouldn't think of him as pretentious. But if I saw you on the tennis court, you're pretty and everything, so I'd be like, "Fuck you, get out of here, <laughs> this pretentious ass bitch," <laughs> without even knowing you. <laughs> That's fair. That's me judging. <laughs> And that's what I do. And I would wear a tennis skirt and everything. Yeah, you would. And you'd yeah. take old biddies. Everybody would love you. <laughs> God. You'd make so much money if you would have played tennis and bend your goddamn knees. <laughs> I was born to be a trophy wife <laughs> in a tennis club. Oh my God, you were. Yeah. It's never going to happen. But you're like such a prude that you would wear the fucking ugly green ass turtleneck sweaters. Oh, I absolutely yeah. would. And then you would wear the skirt. Yeah, I would. I would probably wear the skirt, but I'd be like, "But don't look at my boobs. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> look at my legs. They're weird too." <laughs> Although I'm only describing you at like maybe freshman year in high school. Yeah, because then you got like super not like that at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> like no, like band T-shirts. I went down the studded it's belts. Not a phase, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was there for that, and I loved it. <laughs> it turned out to be a phase. <laughs> i don't know though i don't know we still i would rock those fucking band t-shirts now oh hell yeah i would too but and pack you know, them away not every day <laughs> not my chain wallet and my plaid pants <laughs> or your studded belt yeah now that we are like really off topic yeah <laughs> about how different we are than these kids <laughs> also we're poor yeah. <laughs> and girls and girls okay so so they're us if we were the complete opposite yeah Got it. basically okay so allegedly their father's abuse was not only like verbal and stuff but it was also sexual Ooh, that's weird yep it's important to note that many people find the sexual abuse claims to be false 
and just like an excuse made by the boys later on because of what I'm about to explain. But I'm going to tell the story, and so I'm not leaving it out. Boom. Got it. So Lyle claims that his father began showing the boys porn at the age of six and three. So they were like three years apart, right? Ew. Yeah. And his Three father, years old? Yeah. You don't even know what to do. Six I, years old, you don't even know what to yeah, do. Yeah, I would have no fucking clue. At six years old, I was, like, catching caterpillars and, like, naming them shit like Bob and losing them in my bedroom. Like, I had no idea that there were, like, penises and Boys vaginas. around. Yeah, yeah, no idea. Ugh. Anyway, so he began to show them porn, and then he started telling them about homosexual boning rituals. <laughs> <laughs> between, All right. Between soldiers and ancient Greece. So... Uh-huh. I guess, as a parent, maybe he really liked ancient Greece shit, and he was like, let me tell you this crazy story. Yeah. But that's wildly inappropriate for my six and three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I was going to make an excuse. Not an excuse, but like, oh, well, the history behind, like, Olympic times and, you know, like that for kind sure. of thing. For sure. I feel like that's something you and I as parents would do and not realize that it's inappropriate till after the words came out of our mouth. And then we'd be like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they didn't all bathe together all the time. Yeah. <laughs> In those bathhouses. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is just what Lyle is saying. And so he claims that his father would also massage him after sporting practices Okay. And those would turn into forced oral sex sessions. So that's what? not cool. Yeah. Gross, oh, right? Oh, that's awful. That's super gross. Icky. And they were young. Yeah. So when... Forced the, oral on whom? I think it was the son on the father. Ugh, gross. Yeah. I mean, not that the other way was any better or anything. No, both ways are awful. So when Lyle was seven, his father sodomized him. <gasps> oh, no. I hate when they use that word. Sodomy. Oh. <laughs> was that like in in the tune of that like chandelier? <laughs> no, I think it was a song. Huh. So anyway, Lyle told his mom, like, yo, mom, some shit is going down. But she would tell him to stop exaggerating and that his father wasn't doing anything wrong. Why do freaking mothers always take the father's side? I feel like if my kid came to me and was like, yo, dad's touching me. Not to say that I would ever think my husband would touch any of our kids. I'd still be like, let's give this some consideration. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, excuse me, what the actual fuck happened? Yeah. You better have a good fucking story. And I'm still talking to my kid to get his side. Yeah, I talk to everybody. Bring everybody. Yeah, everybody. Everybody in here. It should be noted that the mother is described as depressed and suicidal because her husband was having affairs so it didn't sound like a happy household why was he touching his kids if he was having affairs like i get it you're not sleeping with your wife you want to get it somewhere else not your kids get yeah, somewhere it's else weird i don't know again though these sexual assault allegations are coming from the kids later yeah this yeah. is like their defense all right so who knows what's true but it sounds like their house was dysfunctional either way yeah if it was, like, known that the mother was described as, like, depressed and shit and, like, suicidal. Yeah, that's not, doesn't sound like a healthy household to grow up in. Yeah, and, like, friends of the boys were the ones who said, like, oh, the father was hard to please. He was always publicly shaming them or humiliating them. So it was, like, a well-known thing that they were tough parents. All right. So Lyle claims his abuse stopped at the age of eight. That's good. But his father threatened to kill him if he ever spoke to anyone about it. Okay. So he was really young and he's freaked out like, I don't want to die. So he doesn't say anything, right? Yeah. Other than the few things that he's mentioned to like his mom. Okay. So years later when the boys are like 21 and 18. Uh-huh. In August of 1989, Eric, the younger brother, confides in Lyle that his father has been sexually molesting him for years. Oh, so no. it didn't stop for Eric. Yeah. 
And Eric and Lyle never really talked about it when they were little or anything. Oh. So it took till he was like 18 to come forward to his older brother and say, hey, this has been happening and it's been happening for years. Oh, that's awful. So supposedly on August 15th of 1989, Lyle confronted his father about the abuse. Yeah. And obviously a confrontation ensued and a lot of threats were made. Yeah. And so because of this... Lyle felt that his and Eric's lives were in danger because Lyle was threatening to reveal the sexual abuse of his father to, like, other people. Yeah. And his father was going to kill him because that's what he claimed he would do if he ever told anyone, right? Yeah. So his mom freaks out during this fight and says something along the lines of, if Lyle had just kept his mouth shut, things might have worked out for this family. What the fuck? So the brothers take this as, like, a direct threat to their lives, I guess, because she's saying, things could have worked out for us. But you're fucking it all up, and now he's going to go and kill you. So you know? now it's not going to work out for I, you. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So th- supposedly the boys thought their parents were going to kill him soon. <laughs> okay. Off of this weird logic. I don't know. I could understand, like, a heated debate going on about this, but then to really think that your parents are going to kill you, that seems, like, extreme. Also, you're 18 and 21. Yeah, get the fuck out of there. Go. Yeah, yeah. go somewhere else. Anyway, so what they do is uh, Eric and Lyle go to a Big Five sporting goods store, Hours from their home. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Product placement. (laughs) Yeah. Big five. (laughs) They go to one that's in San Diego. So it's hours from their home because they live in like Hollywood, right? Okay. And they buy two shotguns with false IDs and cash. Oh, good. Uh This doesn't look fishy at all. Yeah. I sense fuckery is afoot. (laughs) (laughs) Afoot indeed. So, August 20th, 1989, Eric and Lyle get into an argument with their parents at their home in Beverly Hills. Uh Uh-huh. And the argument was over the parents' controls over the boys and everything. So, they're 21 and 18, right? And And they're like, I want freedom. Yeah, I want to go. I guess Lyle was about to leave somewhere or something, and the mom was freaking out, like, you're not allowed to leave. And then somehow the sexual abuse shit got brought up again. So, a big argument starts up, right? All right. So, eventually the argument breaks up. And Kitty and Jose go into the den, and Eric and Lyle go upstairs to their bedrooms. Lyle freaks out and thinks that this is the moment that their parents are going to kill them. <laughs> so he convinces Eric to grab their 12-gauge shotguns that they bought and to go into the den to confront their parents. Oh, God. To, like, beat them to the punch, right? Yeah. So, in the den, Kitty and Jose are sitting on the couch, and they're watching TV and eating strawberries and ice cream. Oh. Or something. There was another article that said they were eating something else. But they're sitting on the couch watching TV eating. They're not plotting a goddamn murder. Story. Yeah. <laughs> And Eric, Strawberries and ice cream sounds so good right now. It sounds so wholesome. Yeah, it sounds very wholesome. It sounds very fresh, like refreshing. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever put strawberries in my ice cream. I haven't either. I would, it would have to be vanilla. Yeah. And when I'm an ice cream picker, it's more of like chocolate. Chocolate or chocolate chip cookie dough. Yep. Which would not be good with strawberries. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right, though. Maybe someday. Maybe this is a sign we're getting old. Someday we'll sit together in the den and watch a movie and have strawberries and ice cream. I'm going to need to invest in a den. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you have so many fucking rooms in this house. We could just call this the den. Okay. Welcome to my den. (laughs) I have chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. (laughs) I'm not eating anything in this house because I don't want to fucking die. Of the plague. (laughs) The bubonic plague. Yes. Okay, so they're sitting on the couch eating ice cream, right? Okay. And strawberries. Oh, also there are other accounts saying that they were sleeping. Maybe they ate the ice cream and then they fell asleep on the couch. (laughs) Yeah, with that sugar rush? No, they didn't. They were wired watching Jeopardy. Oh, you think it's Jeopardy? Yeah. But it was It was probably like the evening. That's when I would sit and watch TV in my den. Would be like about 8 o'clock at night. 
Jeopardy was on, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. in the eighties. Yeah, but like, what if, what if, like, then Price the news right. comes on? What if what comes on? The news then comes on, and you're like, snooze fest. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> Got all my geo party questions out. Now I need to sleep. <laughs> so Eric and Lyle, they bust into the den and they're armed with shotguns and they shoot Jose point blank in the back of the head. Their oh. fucking father with a goddamn shotgun. So Kitty gets up from the couch because of the, you know, fucking commotion. Because someone just died next to her? Yeah, I'd get up too. <laughs> like brains all well, over I her. Well, I got time for me to hit the dusty trail. <laughs> time to get the fuck out of here. There is fuckery afoot. <laughs> well, well, there's fuckery afoot. I gotta go. Oh my God, terrifying. Okay, so she gets up from the couch and she gets shot in the leg as she's oh. trying to escape. By her fucking sons. That's awful. She ends up slipping in her own blood. (laughs) And while she's on the ground, her children fired multiple shots into her arm, her chest, and her face, leaving her body unrecognizable. Oh my god. That's so bad. Could you imagine your kids doing that to you? No. And then as a kid, can you imagine just fucking royally fucking your parents up? No matter how evil and awful they are to you, that's got... That's got a fuck up some that's gonna make it a lot worse yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so the boys then end up shooting both the parents in the kneecaps in an attempt to make it look like the murder was mob related because his dad dealt with like some hollywood executive shit and i guess like mobs were a thing in hollywood then (laughs) all right i mean I i don't doubt it i don't doubt it either so eric and lyle flee the scene and they ditch their clothes and their shotguns and they go see a movie batman was the movie that they went to see good alibi all right so that is exactly what they were doing they were attempting to create an alibi yep so at eleven forty-seven p.m after the movie the brothers returned home and lyle called 911 and cries somebody killed my parents all right but i guess he was really convincing like he was freaking the fuck out so yeah. police arrive and they suspect a possible mob connection because of the brutality of the murders and that knee hit thing so it worked they were thinking like oh shit this must be a mob connection Fucking to be a detective in the 80s, right? Right. (laughs) It doesn't seem that hard. (laughs) People got away with a lot of shit. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to worry as long as you're not still at the scene when they get there. (laughs) Yeah. Holding the goddamn smoking gun. Okay, so the cops don't suspect the brothers because they were hysterical and they were super convincing. And one of the brothers was even curled up on the lawn sobbing. Oh. Listen, if I had just killed my parents in a fit of rage... I feel like afterward, once the adrenaline stops, you do that too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be that hard to conjure up those feelings. Yeah. 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 So because of this great show or act or true emotion or whatever, they were never subjected to gunshot residue tests that night. Yeah. And supposedly Lyle was literally hiding gunshot casings in his car or from his car or something like that while the cops were processing the crime scene. What the fuck? Yeah. And they fucking didn't suspect them at all or do any testings that's There's some no psychotic fucking stuff. evidence yeah no evidence yeah well yeah so <laughs> in the months after the murders the brothers end up inheriting a lot of their parents money like 14 million dollar estate oh, i shit. guess is what it was and they began to fucking blow the money because they're like woo i'm gonna go i'm free i'm gonna go do all this fun shit so lyle buys a rolex and a porsche and a cafe what and a buffalo wing restaurant like jesus christ talk about first of all you just gave yourself two jobs yeah (laughs) and then and then that's a lot of shit i feel like buying a restaurant or a a cafe is a good investment but both of them 
Yeah. He's I, probably I never or... worked a day in his life in a goddamn restaurant. That's true. Stick with the cafe. You can learn to make coffee. Yeah. So Eric ends up hiring a full-time tennis coach because I guess he was actually pretty good at tennis and he really liked it. And he competed in professional tournaments in Israel. Oh, shit. So he's like zipping around the goddamn galaxy. How many years later is this? This is months. Oh, yeah, doesn't look good, does it? Not really, no. They both took, like, really lavish vacations, and they had side-by-side, like, his and his condos. His they and moved. his condos. <laughs> <laughs> they moved out of their parents' house and, like, got their own little condos. They were living the high life. So all of this started to, like, raise the police suspicion yeah. of their guilt because they're like, oh, shit, they have a motive. Look at all this money they just inherited. Yeah. That's fucking weird that they're blowing it all. Although, I feel like as a 21 slash 18 year old, if I was given $7 million, I'm halving 14. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what you did there. I quick would. Math, quick and hard math. <laughs> hard and loose math. <laughs> I would, uh, I would not be responsible with it. Yeah, that's true. But you wouldn't do it probably like. Right after. Yeah, within those months. No, I probably suspect. not. No, I'd probably be like mourning or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't want this blood money. Yeah. I'd rather have my parents. Yeah. Anyway. All right. It worked because it raised their suspicion. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, good. And during all of the shit that went on after their murders, and by that I mean all of this spending spree and them trying to solve the crime and all the shit, both Eric and Lyle were seeing a therapist by the name of Dr. Oziel. I never tried to say his name out loud. (laughs) And on August 31st of 89... Eric ends up confessing to the murder of his parents to his therapist. Really? He revealed in detail the planning and the execution. What a dum-dum. He never revealed, like, a motive or anything. No mention of, like, sexual abuse or anything like that. He just says, hey, man, I gotta get this off my chest. Me and my brother killed my parents. This is how we did it. What the fuck? So Eric tells the therapist and says he's going to go tell Lyle that he confesses, right? Yeah. And the doctor convinces Eric to do it during a session so that he can observe. Because he's like, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you guys need medical help. I feel like also, this is why I can't be like a therapist, because I would never suggest that. I'd be like, yeah, go do that. And then I'd like leave. (laughs) Yeah, or like call the police. Never be found again. Yeah, because I'd be afraid of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so they come in, and the doctor has his mistress, who is also a co-worker, in the waiting room disguised as, like, a patient that's waiting for him. Okay. Because he's worried that something might go wrong, and in that event, she can call 911. Because he thinks, like, he knows Lyle also very well because he's his therapist, so he knows he's, like, hot-headed and shit. Yeah. So he's like, uh, this dude's about to confess that he has told me their deepest, darkest secret. He's going to freak out if something happens called 911. Oh, my God. First of all, this doctor is, uh, I want to say brave, but what I'm going to go with is stupid. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's taking matter into his own hands. Yeah. Why don't you just call 911 at that point? Like, you have one confession. Be like, oh, my God, that's so interesting. I feel like it'd be us in theory. Like, we're nosy. So we'd be like, yeah, no, no, no. Let's talk about it. Yeah, like, I would love to be the one to get the confession. But at the same time, no. I don't want to die. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'll leave it to the professionals. (laughs) Right? So Eric tells Lyle, and Lyle freaks the fuck out, just as suspected. And Lyle starts saying, like, you realize now we have to kill him, right? Because he's the only other person in this world that knows. And you just told him. 
so we need to kill him. And he continues to threaten the doctor through the whole time and his family. Oh, my God. And the whole time, this doctor is recording <gasps> this shit. Good. I don't know if I wrote this down, but Eric and Lyle agreed to have it recorded. They were like, yes, record it. I want everybody to know what really happened. Like, you need to get it right. I don't want you to fuck it up with your notes. It was almost like a pride thing. Like, this is my thing and I'm going to tell it. They agreed to have their sessions recorded or they agreed to have this confession recorded? I think the confession is what is the recording I know about. So maybe just the confession. But Lyle didn't know that I was going to confess. Well, I guess then the session to Lyle. But it turns out to be a confession. All right. That's fucking weird. Well, maybe he was recording it, and then he's like, by the way, I'm recording it. And he's like, fucking good, record it. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that. (laughs) Maybe that's what happened. Anyways, the whole time the mistress hears all this shit going down, right? But she doesn't call 911 because nothing happens. So they leave the session, and they end up sitting in their Jeep out in the parking lot, and they sit and talk about how they're going to kill the doctor. Oh, my God. And the whole time Eric is like, I don't want to do this. Like, I can't kill anymore. That was hard enough. I'm out. Yeah. Whatever. Good. So... The doctor calls his family immediately and is like, you guys need to get the fuck out and go to a hotel because this guy knows who I am. He could easily figure out where I live and where you guys live. He's threatening my family. Everybody get the fuck out. Yeah. Smart. That'd be scary. So he keeps seeing the brothers, though. The doctor keeps seeing the brothers. Yeah. And he tries to convince them that the doctor's on their side to try to get, This is fucking stupid. This doctor is stupid. I know. I know he's so stupid, but it... He's not a cop. He's not a cop. It's like he wanted to be a cop, but he didn't become a cop. And uh-huh. now he's just trying to play out that life. Uh-huh. But literally, it's the only, like, evidence to incriminate them <laughs> at this time, you yeah, know? Yeah, but if he were to call the police, the police could arrest them and, and then, then look into it, it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He is being really stupid. You're yeah. Right. Let but- the police do their job. <laughs> yeah. That makes for a good story. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> so, tries to convince them that he, the doctor's on their side, and if they keep seeing him, that they can use these sessions as evidence for what caused them to murder, and they'd get a lesser sentence. I guess the doctor's goal this whole time was to try to get the boys to confess to an attorney so that he wouldn't have to... I don't think it's so that he wouldn't have to deal with it, but then it would be a confession, right? Not just like, now we have to build this case. Maybe it wouldn't be so much like doctor-patient confidentiality. Oh, See, it's like you're a genius. I wrote this so long ago, I didn't remember. But that's exactly where I'm going with this. All right. He keeps holding these sessions, and the doctor explains that I'm recording this shit, and I've recorded your confession, and I have three copies of it, and I've hidden them, and instructions on what to do if I come up missing. So oh, you shoot. cannot kill me. Good. Because you'll be fucked, that's right? That's the first smart thing he's done, yeah, aside like, from still not going to the police. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is a lot of fucking work. In the meantime, this doctor consults attorneys and he asks about the doctor-patient confidentiality aspect and if he's allowed to share the tapes. And they all say that because Lyle threatened him in the co- that the confidentiality is broken. Oh. So he's okay to say something. Good. He still doesn't take it to the police. Oh, my God. So in uh, March of 1990, this is like fucking... It happened in August of 89. So shit, man. It's been some months, right? Yeah. The doctor and his mistress end up breaking up. And the mistress takes this info to the police. Because she was there for all this, right? Yeah. So she finally goes to the police and says, yo, this shit is going down. And the police were already suspicious of the brothers. So they get a warrant of the doctor's office. And they secure the tapes. Good. Yep. Good, good, good. Good for the mistress. I guess when they came in, I know, right? I guess when they came in to like raid the place, the doctor was like, you need to get these guys now because they're going to kill my ass. <laughs> like, yeah, especially if you're here raiding my place. And if they know about this, I'm fucking dead. 
So he was really worried about his own well-being. Oh, my God. So either he was really stupid or maybe he was, like, so fucking terrified that he thought he was being smart by being all tricky instead of just going to the fucking police. No, it's not smart. It's Don't not be smart at all. Yeah, so the tapes were reviewed and Eric and Lyle were charged with murder of their parents because they fucking confessed. Good. <laughs> right before the trial, the brothers plead guilty to the murders, claiming that they'd done so because of the years of the sexual abuse and the mental abuse. Uh-huh. And that they needed to be free of their parents, so that's why they killed them. The prosecution argues that it wasn't because of sexual abuse and all this shit. It was that they were spoiled little children and they were brats and they just wanted their parents' money. Oh. So that's why they offed them. So... They offed them. Anyway, in this case, they no longer had to prove guilt because they admitted to it, but instead had to prove motive to determine the sentence. Oh, okay. So both the brothers were tried on the same trial, but with two separate juries. Ooh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. Don't listen to his thing. Yeah. You only have to judge for this other guy. That has to be so hard. I don't know if I could do that as a juror. I have to be. Like, how do I discern, like, disconnect? Like, that piece of evidence wasn't for my guy. That's crazy. I don't know. I wonder how those trials work. Like, I'd like to see one. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you could have seen this one if you were older than fucking, like, three in 89. Oh, they had it all televised? Yeah, it was televised and shit. Wow. Or it was, like, a big media sensation at the time. Yeah. That's why it's kind of well-known. So the jurors had to decide, was it second-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, or involuntary manslaughter? And I guess those all come with different, like, varying degrees of sentences. And both the juries were deadlocked. Really? Some believed the sexual abuse claims, and then others didn't. So, they literally had to have a retrial. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. With two more juries? So, the retrial was held where no defense of sexual assault was allowed. I guess the judge was like, this isn't a case on whether you were sexually abused or not. This is a case if you murdered your family or whatever even though they're trying to go for motive that's what i was gonna say but the judge threw it out i don't know you know they get to fucking pick and choose that shit yeah that's we've all seen making a murder (laughs) that's true anyway so they don't get to use their sexual abuse defense or whatever on july 22nd of 1996 oh my god forever ago later they were convicted of first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder and they were sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole Wow. Yeah. Because they didn't have a defense, right? Yeah. But I guess that's what helped them last time getting a deadlock was that some people believed it, which who knows? We weren't there, right? Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. So what's interesting is that recently a reporter visited a cousin of the Menendez brothers and he uncovered a letter from this cousin that Eric had written in December of 88. He was 17 and he talks about the ongoing molestation to his cousin. Oh, shit. And this could have been potential evidence that they could have used to support their defense case. Yeah. But it's only just now coming about. What the hell? Why didn't this cousin come forward? I don't know. Maybe the cousin didn't realize he had it or something. And then he was like, oh, shit, look at this. I feel like if I got a letter like that from my cousin, I would not forget that. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, remember that letter you wrote me where you detailed your fucking childhood molestation? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. I still have that. Do you need that for your defense? (laughs) Yeah, do you need that on account of you murdered the guy? Jesus. So a fun fact, this year in February, Lyle's security classification was lowered. Oh. And he was moved into the same prison as Eric because they were in separate prisons. And so they haven't seen each other or anything since oh shit since 96 yeah and so now they live in the same fucking housing unit oh my god an rj donovan correctional facility in san diego oh shit it's just like right around the corner 
Oh, God. And this year, they spent their very first Christmas together since the murder. This year? Yeah, this year. Whoa. Lyle is 50 and Eric is 47. So, like, last month. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. was their first Christmas together, and they were, like, super fucking happy about it. Which... On one case, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then on the other case, I'm like, uh, but you fucking murdered your parents. Like, you can't do that. You're crazy. Yeah, but you fucking murdered your parents. Yeah. So also, there's been like a little pop cultural reference lately where it's said that supposedly the Menendez brothers can be seen in the background on a hoops trading card featuring uh, Nick's guard, Mark Johnson, sitting like the boys are sitting courtside. Really? Yeah. Have you have you seen this all over no. the internet? Okay, no. this is why I wanted to do it because... I've been seeing the shit pop up all over the fucking internet. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, in the in the trading card, you can see these two guys sitting courtside. Motherfucking courtside. And oh, shit. And it looks like them. And I guess the... Is um, it them? It just looks like them. Well, the player has a knee brace on, and it, like, he was injured during the, like, I guess, fucking 97 when the murders happened. Yeah. So, allegedly, this happened, like, after the murders, but before they were suspected of the murders. What? Yeah, yeah. So, like, during their big spending spree, when all this shit they was going on. They went courtside to a Knicks they game? They fucking got courtside tickets to a goddamn Knicks. These spoiled-ass bitches. But the whole reason I wanted to do this case is because... Oh, my God. She's ruffling around in some... We are now proud owners of said fucking card. <gasps> what? For the podcast room. What? Mike, our friend Mike, he dropped this off at my house. And he was like, I have something for you guys in the podcast room. Yeah. And I wasn't at home. I don't know what was going on. I don't remember. It was probably with my dad or some shit. And so he just dropped it off in the mailbox. And he's like, it's not going to make any fucking sense. And then Lee knew what it was. And Lee was all excited. And he's like, oh, my God. It's a really cool gift. And I'm like, shit, is it like a fucking nipple purse? Like, what is it? (laughs) You guys are hyping it up really big. And I got home. And I was home alone. And I opened it up. And it was this card. In a goddamn envelope, and instantly I was like, the Menendez Brothers! And Lee was like, you know who they are? And I was like, fuck yeah, I know who this is. Oh my god! It's the coolest gift ever, so here, let me show you. I want to see it! Mike! They're right here. <gasps> That's crazy! It's even in like a special plastic case. It is! <laughs> Fucking Mike! Seriously? Is that not the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen? That is the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen. Where the fuck did Mike get this? That's what I said. When I first opened it, I was like, this isn't real. Like, this has to be a fake one because there's no way that he procured one of these. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, like, dug a little further and they're like 25 bucks or something. So I was like, oh, okay. So you can get them. Why? Like, it's possible. But he's fucking amazing. What a cool fucking... I love him. I love Mike. He's so thoughtful. He is. He gave us a murder card. (laughs) He gave us a murder card. What a guy. So then Lee was like, you you should do the case. And I was like, well, fucking duh, I'm going to do the case. (laughs) And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, a lot of people know it. So I don't know if it would be kind of boring. But then you didn't know it. I didn't know it. I know. So that made it way fun. Yeah. I'm so glad I chose it. That's crazy. Isn't that so cool? I hope he just had this forever as a child. I don't think he did. I think he bought it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I think he got it just for us. I was really so hoping nice. he was just a big fan of the Knicks. I mean, like... maybe. He never confessed to me like, oh, yeah, I bought it. <laughs> what a nice guy. But isn't this so thoughtful? That is so thoughtful. I love him. We, we love, love you, Mike. We love you, Mike. Thank you so much. It's going on our wall. It's... Yeah. So I'll post a picture of it on our website too just so that you guys know what we're fucking talking about yeah you don't have to 
I mean, you could Google it, but no, we'll have an easier way to look at it. Yeah. Just think, though, you're looking at two kids who had just murdered their parents. Like, they kind of look like douchebags. Yeah, they do. Especially for, like, the 80s or the 90s. Yeah. Like, the one on the left, especially, like, I feel like I would see him on the ski slopes and he'd be like, Racy down, Chad. And he'd be like, God damn it. (laughs) Fucking Lyle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He would. Well, goddamn! Yeah, that was fun, huh? That was fun. That was crazy. Yay! Just wait till next week's case. Oh, good. But I think it's one that's gonna freak you out. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, we haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Well, my missing organs one really got me. Yeah, that's fucking weird. But you know what really got me though was your previous story about the guy who like busted in while the lady was taking her trash out. Oh yeah, like yeah. that's what I mean. Like it fucks you up where you're like, could that really happen? Oh yeah. Well, that was what Jackie's talking about, right? Oh yeah. Jackie but- just tweeted at us and she was like, "I had a dream that I was helping somebody take the trash out and there was a dead body in the trash can." Yeah. <laughs> she probably just heard that episode. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and she was like, "Trash, dead bodies, dead people." Stuck in her brain. Ugh. Awful. It sticks with you. It really does sometimes. It's not great. Anyway, maybe I'll save it for another one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm excited. Yes, you should be. Oh, actually, I do want to dedicate this podcast. Oh, my God. Yes, Kimmy. We are so incredibly sorry to hear about Katie. Yes. One of our most favoritest listeners on Twitter let us know that she had to put her puppy dog down. That was the saddest thing I've ever read. Like, my heart broke and my eyes teared up. And I was like, I don't want to know this. Yeah. It's so sad. That was so sad. So this episode is dedicated to Katie. Yes. Yes. Kimmy's lovely puppy dog. Yep. And we love you, Kimmy. And we're giving you a big, big hug. Yep. Through the fucking podcasting airwaves. All dogs (laughs) go to heaven. Yep. (laughs) Actually... Is, was this a movie or yeah. just something? Well, I know that's a movie. Oh. <laughs> or something that someone told me or I've heard in a lifetime. But, like, when you die, supposedly, and you get to heaven or wherever the fuck you go, you're met by all your dead animals. Well, hopefully like, they're alive pets. at that point. Well, I mean, Again. they don't look dead. <laughs> just zombie pets. They just run at you like, fuck yeah, mom's home. Aww. I know, isn't that the coolest idea ever? That'd be really sweet. I hope that really happens. And someday you're going to meet Katie again and it's going to be amazing. And she's going to be a puppy again and wiggling that big old booty. Big old booty with that big old tail. Yeah. Anyway, we, we were love incredibly you. sorry to hear that. And yeah. we love you. Yes. And we're sending our love to you. Yes. So on that terribly sad note. Yeah. I guess it's time to end it. (laughs) Send these lovely folks off. Yeah. Find us on Twitter at ISGD Podcast. Email us at ISGDpodcast at gmail.com. You can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Also, you guys should subscribe, rate, and review us. I, we always forget to mention that, but we get so excited when we get a new oh, review. Yeah. Oh, didn't we just get one from Mary? We did, Queen Mary. Yeah. You're fucking awesome, Queen Mary. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes. So you guys, I know it's a lot to ask, but if you just go on there and leave us a review, it means the whole goddamn world to us. It really does. And tell your friends about us. Tell Keep your enemies the about word. us. Yeah. Keep spreading the word. Let's get more listeners. We're doing great. You guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. We love you. And it's so much fun. Oh, and we're going to work on getting a merch store up. Oh, yeah, because Eric emailed us saying that him and his girlfriend listen. Shout out to Eric and his girlfriend. Yeah, what's up? And they would be interested in 
merch like sweaters and uh, beanies and beanies stuff. yeah yeah so we're gonna get that going we kind of already started a little bit we just have to sit down and focus on it yeah it's been a little crazy it has been a little bit crazy but we're gonna get all organized and get all caught up and and we're gonna get that open pretty Hell soon hopefully. yeah Oh, yeah, and also Brandy emailed us and said that she would be interested in supporting a Patreon. So we have to come up with some cool content ideas that we can actually follow through with to provide for you guys so we could do a Patreon. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Then we could buy new fancy shit for the podcast room. Oh, my goodness. We probably need way new fancier stuff. Okay, well, one thing I'm requesting is a goddamn chair. (laughs) (laughs) These things are awful. That's fair. Every time I move, you can hear it crackle. Do you guys hear this a lot? (laughs) Oh, oh. That's my chair. This is why we need a camera in here. Those are some sick moves. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it does it like loud as fuck when I'm not trying. And as soon as I try, it's like, nope. And when I don't try, see, it's, you can't hear it. Son of a bitch. I'm my chair gonna... crackles, guys. <laughs> Mine, every time we record the next day, I have a fucking giant ass bruise on my back because it's like a metal folding chair. Oh, yeah. For like a goddamn concert. I don't know. But we've got one of those, like, really old seat cushions on it so that at least my fucking tailbone isn't slicing into my skin. (laughs) But, you know, this is is one of the first things we're going to buy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, on that note, bye. (laughs) See you later. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stick around for a promo from Octoberpod. Cam of Our True Crime Podcast chooses Octoberpod to raise her hair. I always stream October Pod. I find the stories very hair-raising, and I simply adore dead media. Like Cam, choose October Pod on YouTube. October Pod, retro horror for bold individualists. Jen from Our True Crime Podcast chooses Octoberpod for her spook show thrills. I always stream Octoberpod. I find the story so very dark and chilling, and I love the found footage. Like Jin, choose Octoberpod on YouTube. Octoberpod, retro horror for bold individualists. <laughs>